What's up, guys? So, two weeks ago, we were talking about vampires. And Emily had mentioned that there are two types of vampires. There's energy vampires, and then there's blood-sucking vampires. And that gave us an idea to do an entire episode on, like, basically people in our lives and just personal stories we have, as well as some research on people in history that are classified as energy vampires or energy suckers. Mm-hmm. What are y- y'all's definitions of an energy vampire? Well, I honestly had never heard of it or thought of it till we discussed us going over it. And in last week's podcast, I believe it's someone who drains the energy from you either through physical touch or not physical touch. And then afterwards, you feel just lower of energy, maybe sad or depressed. I would agree with that. I think the only thing I would add is that they like feed off of it. Like they, they thrive off of other people's energy. I feel that we should, like, break it down into a practical application right now. Because, like, when we say energy suckers, it can be someone you're just talking to in a day that's just fucking negative. Like, Debbie Downer, you know what I mean? Like, all you, literally the conversations, the only conversations you have with someone with this person is negative. And when you leave that conversation, you, you feel drained from it. You really do. And it's just like, you don't, your mindset start and your perception starts to be warped almost. But like, there's some cognitive like dissonance there. And that's where it's, you feel so like tired from it. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I think of it. So it's like just a break. Cause I know like some terms like energy vampire, like things like that, you know, kind of can put like a, a mystical slash esoteric type of spin on it. But like to break it down for you a little bit more, that's exactly one way. And there's, of course, other ways of it happening as well. So, Yeah, I was going to point out another way, actually. That's the first one I think of. Another one I heard about is almost a type that they're overdramatic and they seek attention. Mm. They always need to be the spotlight. And they're almost narcissistic as well. That's another type. Of energy drainer, mm. energy sucker. And like, if you're applying it to your life, it's probably the people that you resent a little bit because, and you might not even know that it's because your energy is being drained, but you definitely start feeling some type of way about the people. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> Physically, you feel it. Cut it there. <laughs> that makes sense. I also Good. think <laughs> another type of person or like, Somebody that's always trying to get a rise out of you, somebody that's trying to pull emotions out of you or like manipulate your mind in a Mm. way to make you feel something like they want you to feel guilty. They want you to feel like ashamed. They want you to feel embarrassed. All of the like emotions and insecurities that they may feel, they're constantly projecting and trying to get from you. So, of course, you feel drained because it's not your emotion. But also, they make you a worse person by being around them. Mm. I think, like, because they lower your vibration so much that it's the people that you don't like who you are when you're around. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly it. So, it's basically an energy sucker or whatever, drainer, whatever we're calling it, vampire. All of the types of people we just described, at the end of the day, it's where we're allowing... Because I feel like this shit happens to me all the time. And it's almost like I'm allowing myself for that to happen. I'm allowing that control to someone else. 
to have over me. That's what their goal is. Even knowing that their, their goal is like, oh, I want this person to experience this where I'm experiencing it right now. I want them to feel what I'm feeling right now. A lot of times that's where a lot of things are, you know, provoked from what you're saying. Like it's a mirror. It's all a fucking mirror. It's like me literally saying, here you go. Here's the torch. You can tell me how you want to feel today. Like that's basically what it is, but we're not conscious of it. So I don't think either party's conscious of it because I don't even think the other person is sometimes, unless we're getting into manipulation. That's a different story. That's completely different, but. But some people don't even know they're trying, like, that they're manipulating you. True. They don't know that that's their goal to get that from you. But the same, like what you said, they they want you to resonate with them. They're still seeking some form of connection. It's just not on the vibration that you prefer. Mm-hmm. I would say what relates to my work more often is the gossipers. Because <laughs> teachers love to gossip. and oh, yeah. And it's like they, they, certain people do get they they feed off of this energy after they're like telling somebody somebody else's business or like if they're telling you some secret that you never asked for don't care about don't <laughs> even know the person it's about they like want you to know and like they they just like get a kick out of it when like if you're okay with not telling people's not telling people's business or like staying out of other people's business and being in your own lane, you're probably not an energy sucker because you're not feeding off of other people's Mm -hmm. misery. Yeah. Yeah, like, what's the content of the conversations that you're having? If there are certain people where you can't be around them without talking about other people or just low frequency, even if it's about their own emotions or their own, like, negative baggage all the time, like, you have the power to change those conversations, though. And I think that the bound having boundaries is the lesson of the energy vampires and also for yourself like you need to be able to determine what content you're allowing into your life on Mm -hmm. all from all angles you need to be strong enough and value your time and energy enough not to just give it away to something so trivial that doesn't Mm -hmm. it brings the worst out of you and that part is really hard Like, it's not just something easy that you flip a switch and it'll happen. The thing is, like, at least in my experience, we were talking about this off the record. Like, I usually fail to set boundaries when I'm trying to be nice because I don't want my boundaries to offend anyone. When really, like, if your boundaries are offending someone, it's not your problem. It's their problem Mm -hmm. and they have to reflect on that in their own time. Like... Your boundaries are for your higher self. And mm-hmm. and everybody's higher self would know that in order to better yourself, boundaries are necessary. They're not offensive. They shouldn't be hurting anyone. And once you start taking the action to set those boundaries with people, you get to see right then and there who the energy vampires are mm-hmm. because they will be the ones that, that are offended yeah, yeah exactly. and they're like repelled and they don't think they have anything oh, that in common anymore. okay no do your example <laughs> what did you say earlier like your example of setting a boundary you like do you know what i'm talking about did i say you did an interpretation of a situation you don't remember that? no you Today? were like tonight literally yeah, <laughs> before we start recording you were like this is what you said you said you know, that people would be like, 
Okay, like, geez. Yeah, that's like, the tone I, I picture. Like, if I were to set some boundary, like, I don't want to talk about that right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, or I don't want to talk about this situation or this topic. Then people would be like, okay, like, damn. Like, mm-hmm. they get offended that, because they take it personally. And it's like, no, you're just setting a boundary for yourself. It has nothing to do with them. It should have nothing to do with them. It's And, and ultimately... A boundary will be better for both parties. Mm-hmm. It should. It's not anything bad. Like you both should be getting something good out of it because it causes them to reflect, even mm-hmm. if they're upset about it. It's like, okay, why? Why might? Why might this topic be off limits? Is it something we need to talk about anyway? Like, I don't want to hear your gossip, basically. And if if they're reflecting on it, like a normal person would, not an energy vampire. Mm-hmm. If they're reflecting on it, then they would know. Oh why was I talking about this? Like, it it was so unnecessary. What was I getting out of this? Mm -hmm. And you're doing a disservice to others by not creating a boundary as well, like sort of what you were saying, because it's like, say someone's gossiping and yeah, you really just don't want to participate and you don't feel like hearing it. Sometimes people really, they don't know what they don't know. Sometimes people don't have the balls to say anything to anyone and people go on thinking something, how their being is okay. Because no one has challenged them. And if you create that boundary and communicate that, there is a newfound respect right there in that relationship, one. Because now, I, I don't know, I just, it can go one or two ways, you know. If that person's, like we said, she could, she, she or he could get offended by it. But at the end of the day, it's, she's most likely not going to say shit in front of you again. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll bet you that much because she's going to think they're going to, if they're an energy, energy vampire, geez, they're going to obsess over it and be like, I wonder why she said that. And, you know, and then they're going to be, be their drama. They're going to walk in the room else. and be like, oh, I can't talk about this right now. And when they see you there, because yeah. you know what I mean? Like, then it's going to be in their head. Protected. It's in their awareness uh, now. So sometimes it is necessary. It's a necessary evil that you have to point out without being overly critical specific things of people's behaviors to create those boundaries. You have well, to. you don't even Pull have to point it out point. in them, but you point it out in yourself what you will and will not accept. Like, That's true. You yeah. don't have to say, oh, you're somebody that gossips all the time. Stop gossiping. You say, I don't want to gossip. Yeah. Like, so then Just the conversation ends the there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. No, that's so true. Just change. And that's, exi- I wanted to say a challenge. A challenge of like, everyone like, either journal or whatever, self-reflect on the conversations you're having for the rest of the week. Every fucking word that comes out of your mouth, think about it. I, after the fact, I don't give a shit. You don't have to like sit there and be like, hmm, I don't know if I should say this and be weird. I don't mean that. But reflect on the con- the topics that you're talking about with people. Because I started to and I, I started to notice like, you know, I just talking about the same shit. Like, and you keep talking about the same shit every day. You keep, you, you don't change the story. Like we've said in multiple fucking podcasts before, you're going to keep getting that same thing. It's not going to change. Like it changed your thinking, changed the, how you're communicating, you know, and change the picture of, yeah, what you're talking about. There you go. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about in the week. You know what I mean? So you stop perpetuating it. So you stop attracting it more and more. So I follow this Instagram called find your shine therapy and it's really good. Like just to give tools on certain issues. And she's, 
Recently been addressing boundaries. Social put posts like boundaries with friends, boundaries with coworkers, boundaries with strangers. And so here's an example of what a boundary sounds like with friends. I really value our friendship and I'm starting to feel like it's a little one-sided. Would you be willing to plan our next get together? Or like that question could be really anything. Like it's assertive. It's not aggressive because that's all a lot of times that's where the whole boundary thing gets misinterpreted because your boundary might be coming off a little too aggressive and that's why people might take offense to it. But really it should be one, establishing trust with someone else because you know where to draw the line and two, establishing trust with yourself because you'll realize that after you do set the boundary, you're feeling a lot better. So you feel more in control of how you feel on a day-to-day basis. You know that you cannot be disturbed by anybody else that is intending to suck your energy. And if you are, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. Like you're choosing to be disturbed by it because you're not setting the boundary. So you're doing yourself a disservice. (sighs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That's so true. There's a... One type of energy-sucking vampire, whatever we want to call them, (laughs) they're known as hags. Um, They can be male or female. But what they do, they leave their body through astral projection, and that's how they attack people and take their energy. And there's actually a term for it called astral osmosis, which is um, two astral bodies touching, and therefore then that's when they're draining you from the energy. A lot of times you might wake up the next day feeling drained and there's there are rumors around that that's actually what happened. You were drained in your sleep from your energy. But I also think that could be like not completing a dream. That's sort of up in the air. Looks like like Dementors in Harry Potter, they're just sucking your yeah, life out of you. Exactly. Can, we, can they kill you? So, I didn't get into enough on the hags if they actually will kill you. I don't believe so. I think real life, not that they're not real life, but someone you see face to face, they're not necessarily going to kill you, but say you're in a relationship with someone who is an energy sucker, you are best to get out of that ASAP because (laughs) it is only going to start draining you more and more and the more negativity comes bad outcomes typically so i don't i don't know about death that's a good question what if it's your higher self that is the energy vampire in the astral plane so i guess now it makes you question yourself now it makes you self-reflect why am i it's almost your ego talking to you but i Mm. think of you ever see the netflix show i'm gonna start referencing shows now here we go the haunt, the house on the haunted hill, or mm-hmm. some shit like the that. Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but I think about that all the freaking time, like how it was freaking her with her, like neck. neck yes, and it was her the whole time. That I think I don't know why it always comes up in my head all the time, and this is one of the times it is coming up because that could be I don't know. You're haunting yourself. You're haunting yourself. I think. With the astral plane, I feel like when you astral project, you end up in a space that is, that resonates with the vibration that you have when you leave your body. So I feel like, like, you can have a scary experience in the astral plane because that's where you're resonating with. So I feel like 
I bet energy vampires on the astral plane or the hags or whatever can only get to you when you're vibrating there. Because, yeah, in certain places in the astral realm, it's like it would be impossible to feel anything less than bliss and come Mm. across anything less than bliss. I also think that anything draining your energy is probably stemming from your ego. Your ego wants you to be out of the present. Your ego wants you to be anywhere but the light, whereas your higher self is pure energy. And even by giving energy, your higher self is getting energy. So I don't think of your higher self as ever bad intention, ill will, Mm -mm. taking anything from anybody more as like giving and growing. Well, because when you're operating from that mindset from your higher self, you're realizing that we're all one, everything's one. And by you giving, it's just you giving to yourself. Hmm. And that's the level of consciousness that we're all aspiring to get to, to be able to act that way conscious. Like, yes, we're conscious of it. It's in our awareness, but can you do it in the moment? That's the question. Hmm. I know I get all wrapped up in emotions. I can control myself. I get possessed, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? And, And I think you're right, though. What you said earlier about operating at that low level, there's something going on that you're allowing some type of negative frequency in your life in some way. I don't know, but it's making you, if you're not going to have a mental breakdown, you're probably on your way there kind of thing. You know, so, so when you have this night of a dream or whatever, and then you wake up feeling drained, it's because they paid you, if you want to put in a third party, they paid you a visit because you were already on your way to their fucking dimension on mm. the way to their frequency. Hmm. Wow. So it was almost like a, you know, paddles. Bring you back up, like hello, because if you get drained now, now you're gonna start self-reflecting. Why the fuck do I feel like this? You mm-hmm. probably start thinking, oh, physically, you know, I'm sick, da da da, whatever, whatever other excuse you want to give. But really, look deeper. <laughs> you know, look deeper into what has been bothering you, or you know, you, things that you pay attention to what you're talking about, because the shit you're repeating, I guarantee, is something to do with it. If you're like bitching about something or talking about someone, it, it has something to do with it, everything's a mirror. So start to reflect that way that everything you're putting out, it's, it's definitely coming back. So the, the hags thing, I don't know, um, why they did this experiment, but back in the seventies, they took some poll. They found that in New F- Finland, Canada, that area, 23% of the population there was experiencing Sleep paralysis. On average, studies showed that in the states, across the states, it was like 7% of the population. And they also had experienced the hag attacks in their sleep paralysis, which is just kind of odd. Uh, there wasn't really any history shown to them to have lived in that area or anything. But what I find even weirder, um, I went to Canada in May family vacation. We went kind of north, not really though. The most north we went was Quebec City. So I actually looked at a map and it appears that, if I'm looking at it correctly, it appears that Quebec City is in the New Finland, Canada area, which is weird because I had a very intense um, astral projection while I was there. So, do I recall any energy sucking from me? No, I do not. But the amount of sleep paralysis, out-of-body experiences I did have while I was up in Canada was weird. I never experienced that much Hmm. going on. And it was that area. 
So I have no idea why that happened. Is it something to do with the area? Is there some historical thing that like, because I had no idea about it before I went there. So it's not like I had it known it subconsciously. We should look up to see if it's one of the main points on like the grid. Like the mm-hmm. energy grid. And like that's just one of the points where That would make people sense are that woke. they would go then. That what? they would go there to take the energy from It's like the a beacon of light. Well, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a beacon of light. Light and dark beings Whoa. are attracted to be- beacons of light. That's what psychics used to always say. It doesn't matter if your house was haunted or not (laughs) like when you have like a gift it's like a beacon of light that beings just travel to you so that would make total sense like of course you'd hang out there some of the highest most woke people are going to be there because it's a fucking point on the energy grid and when i say energy grid like we'll probably talk about this we'll talk about this on another podcast i think about um because it involves like the pyramids in egypt and stuff like that maybe there is like some portal to the astral plane there, mm. where it's, like, easier for them to cross into reality. Or, like, or have like such a, a strong impact, have such a strong impact like that. Yeah. Feeling so, dr- making people feel physically drained after they're around, you know? But I would imagine, like, you hit a certain point, and aren't the people all pretty much drained by now? Like, why are they still there? Well, it'd be interesting to do a cross-study on, like, also, do, is... Is Newfoundland or Newfoundland a place that also has more psychics and more clairvoyance? Because maybe that would also tell you, okay, this must be an energy thing. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that you were attracted there too. Right? Somehow you ended up there. Interesting, right? So you, you being, I would say, consider you more of like an energy healer, like, you know, a so, but that's where the duality comes in. And this is where in everything it's necessary to have that. The balance between the people that are on that level, that higher frequency, are the ones that are helping the lower frequency beings. But you need both. But I also think that we are both. Like, everybody is both. We are I think both, there's yeah. definitely circumstances where I know personally where I've been the vampire and where I've been the healer. It's like, there's no... Depending on, like, the person that I'm interacting with, depending on the dynamic of the relationship, mm-hmm. sometimes it it gets to a point where you, like, especially in romantic relationships, it gets really hard to blur, like, the lines get blurred between oh, yeah. your energy and somebody else's, so. But it's necessary. This is the thing, guys. It's It's a necessary evil because if you never got to the, if you never got to the low points, you would never be presented with opportunities to get better. And level up, and level up, and level up. You know, you can't tell me that some of your biggest lessons weren't some of the most painful times in your past. Come on now. A hundred percent. Some might still be living it. You know, not letting go of the past, which, you know, I, I get, you get dwelled on it, but dwell, you dwell <laughs> on it. There you go. Jeez. If, if negative things weren't around, you didn't expe- experience draining things, you didn't experience this vampire suckers, guess what? It wouldn't be in your awareness. And you probably, if you think that, you probably are the vampire sucker. You probably are the energy sucker, just saying. Basically, the lessons are, pre- even the negative lessons that are presented, the, the things, the hags that come, whatever the case is, it's showing you where, you know, spots that you need to self-reflect and get better. And it kind of gives you a some motivation to find the things that 
do boost your energy back up. Yeah. Like you get to learn, oh, this works for me. Like doing this activity, meditating, that works for me. Having very high vibrational conversations, starting a podcast about it, that (laughs) works for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm totally on the same page with what you're saying along the lines of how we're both. We can be the sucker at times and then we can also be the healer. But do you believe There are individuals out there, obviously we all have a little good or a little bad, whatever it is, but do you think there are individuals out there who are really thriving off people's energy? Like they, like not necessarily, I don't want to say politicians, but I'm thinking like more... But famous people, celebrities, yeah, more known sure. money, maybe people, more paparazzi than celebrities. Yeah. Even I, I heard something weird about these energy suckers as well. That besides just getting energy through touch, something about handshakes is very powerful. Like transmitting that energy, like they can really absorb that way. Well, you have chakras on your hands. And so everything that you're touching, you're absorbing and you're giving through your hands. That's why Reiki is done with the hands. Like, the hands are a very sensitive place to give and receive. Okay, crazy thought. Now this makes me think of, do you think this is why, like, I think it's easier to do sexually. Like, that's mm-hmm. when you're the most vulnerable. I feel I was like, that earlier. I was, yep. like, and, <laughs> and definitely there's got to be situations where, Afterward, you feel empty. So this is actually a, a subject that we should probably do a full episode on. Yeah. Like sex, sex sexual energy. Yeah, oh, because yeah. it definitely, that My definitely favorite. does happen. And I feel like because that is the most vulnerable state that your energy is ever in with another person, it's the most, like, you're touching the divine through sexual experience you're you're actually res- like having moments of bliss where you're in thoughtlessness your brain shuts off That's so true so you are completely susceptible to give and receive energy se- during a sexual encounter and i think if we taught sex education based on that w- people would be a lot more careful who they're allowing in their bed because mm-hmm. I, I definitely have had experiences where the next day I've absorbed all of the subconscious thought patterns, the habits, the insecurities of the other person for the next couple of days. Like I, I wow. feel, and I feel it leave my system. And it, they teach you that you have like oxytocin and vasopressin and all of these attachment hormones. And that's why you're thinking about this person all the time, like after you've had sex with them. But in reality, you just exchanged energy. You have a piece of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you are a piece of them. Yeah. And if we knew and were more aware of that going into those encounters, we would know exactly where to heal, like, the other person and ourselves. We would know where the damage is and what, how to help each other better, like, because you're getting inside of them for real. But I'm sure there are people that are abusing that and... <laughs> going around and gaining energy well people that like are promiscuous because they want attention and that's it like they're giving that ego gratification of feeling like attractive to somebody else Mm -hmm. or wanted by somebody else and then another person and another person they just jump around like because they're getting they're getting energy Mm -hmm. they don't have to do anything to give it back well or they're trying to take yeah well, that means they're insecure. But then there's to get other people's energy. There's also the opposite, where there's the healers that are 
like I f- the dynamic or between maybe, the vampires and ooh. healers is probably such a strong pull. Yeah. Before we get into energy healers, I just wanted to hit one more topic about the energy suckers or vampires. I feel like a lot of times also it might just be a communication issue rather than a feeling that you have when you're around someone. So there are those people that you just aren't going to vibe with and that's just like your personalities don't mesh. Like a lot of times me and cancers, if you're cancer, <laughs> I they're like I just don't vibe with them. But does that mean they're sucking my energy? No. Like there's just a communication barrier and if – if that communication barrier isn't there, obviously I can get along with people. But there's <laughs> communication issue versus the feeling that you have when you're around them, when you leave them. Like, think about that more than the other factors. But even if there is a communication issue, if you're exerting so much energy trying to deny that or trying to get through to them when they, like... That's where the boundaries come Yeah, exactly. So you can solve communication issues by setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yep. So just grow set. (laughs) And also trying to... (laughs) Trying to empathize a little bit. Like, I feel like... Challenge. (laughs) Challenge. Grow a set. Grow a set. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. Like, actually thinking from their perspective and trying to... Trying to hear what they're saying, even if it's different from what yours is. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you're your own energy vampire when you're choosing not to to understand other people exactly and like i i always say this and i'll say it in every podcast but i feel like that's why we all have such a good friendship because we can like there's definitely been times where we disagreed on topics and i mean off the record and stuff like just even personal things whatever the case is and guess what we all communicated those things it was and i you know what reflecting back it was tough always to like if we had to confront something and i wonder if this plays a fucking role, and I'm holding up my cell phone, by the way, because I feel like a lot of times these things, the confrontations or the communication is done through text and email or whatever the case is, and not in person. So put the phone down, because I think what this theme will always come up is social media and texting and all that bullshit. It's always going to be a problem. And literally, just if something's bothering you, come at it from a different perspective, look at it from their point of view, and approach it in a way you would want to be approached by something like that and see how things will change. I also really liked what Aisha said about being your own energy vampire sometimes because there there is a lot of things within yourself that you might be – that might either be contradicting or mm-hmm. that you just have always had this one mindset. Like I said, I know I usually don't get along with cancers. I don't vibe with cancers. Like, that's a mindset that I need to reflect on. Okay, why don't I vibe with cancers? But Carrie's like, a cancer. I know, but I said we don't have a communication that's issue. True. Like, yeah. it's only the ones that there's, like, a communication issue where I'm like, I can't get through to them. But – Unhealed cancers. Like (laughs) I I literally, there's no need for me to get through to someone. Mm. It's perfectly fine if we just are different, and Mm. that's just it. So, like sometimes you are kind of getting in your own way. And I was actually talking to my friend earlier about she she was saying she regretted something that she did, and I was thinking I literally responded back like, "Why are you robbing yourself?" your past self of the happiness that you had. Like in Mm -hmm. that moment, you wanted to do it. You did it. 
you were glad you did it. And it's only now later that you're feeling this regret. Like, don't take that away from your past self that chose to do that, was happy with that. And like, there's a reason for everything. So it all comes back to being present and not getting in your own way. Yeah, I I actually just this past week made a realization that for some reason, like, I can have great experiences and enjoy myself and I'll do the same thing where later I'll like freak out and be like, I need to step away from whatever. Like normally for me, it comes with like relationships or connecting with guys. AKA going and having a late night hookup or something. No, just literally, (laughs) literally just being vulnerable and comfortable with a guy like freaks me out. Like it, I, I don't like. I mean, obviously, who, like, actually loves the feeling of being vulnerable? It's always a challenge every time it comes up. So every time I'm vulnerable with somebody... That's a point. Exactly. But but every time I'm vulnerable with somebody, like, even if in that... Even if in that moment I get a... Have a very positive encounter and connect really well, five minutes later, I'm like, I can never talk to that person again. I don't want them to ever think about me again. Like, that that's my... initial reaction and it it is that it's like the why regret something why rob myself of that moment that was perfectly it was growth it might sound like an easy answer right away but think about it before you answer everybody can a healer of energy and a sucker of energy be dating yes and it it works oh because it would balance out in quotes. In quotes, yeah. I just want your feedback, guys. Because I tried to imagine an energy sucker and an energy sucker together, and I'm like, that wouldn't work. <laughs> that actually might work. If that they just might work. Two negatives make a positive. <laughs> well, <laughs> if one right? sucks and then they suck it okay. back, like... It's just... I guess they'd continue to go down, though, wouldn't they? Like, spiral. They'd probably both just stay low vibrationally. But if two healers were together, wouldn't they? Beautiful. Keep, wouldn't they keep going? Absolutely, up? they're gonna. Ascend. I want they to would ascend. <laughs> so wouldn't more? more. Yeah. Wouldn't the two energy suckers descend? Maybe become demons. <laughs> so then, what happens when we mix the two? What happens? Answers. I don't think it balances out as much as that sounds like it would. But my personal opinion is that. An energy healer is someone who's always trying to get better and better, and I don't think they would be able to survive with someone who's constantly dragging them down. And they'll come to a point where it's like, okay, I don't have to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. I need to be better. I, if you know better, then do better. There's something that uh, a common theme that's been coming up is that nothing is permanent. Because if you, and this is just coming from a perspective, getting out of a relationship and realizing that it was the best thing that could happen. And in this new mindset now, I can see why, you know, by if you really do love someone, even energy healers, you know, they're not going to, they're going to be able to realize that they're not doing anything but be a a crutch. And by leaving is actually going to get potentially that energy sucker to ascend to be, become an energy healer, essentially, because that's, you, like I said before, the biggest lessons you learn in life has always been the hardest times, right? You know, so most times is the hardest times um, when you feel pain. So a feeling of loss of someone, of a healer, you know, can maybe in your time, in your journey, bring you to a point where you start self-reflecting and you start now 
the 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 script is flipped. The best case changed. scenario. <laughs> best case scenario. Most case scenario, they'll probably just find another person to suck on. <laughs> Maybe it's fair, but there has to be a time when when there's when they when they are face to face with another energy vampire and they have to compete. That Boom. might be the only time. <laughs> Yeah, because that that's all that's going to be left. Them. All the energy healers are like, bye, bye, yeah. bye, bye. All that's left is the suckers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all that's left. So that's what they're done. Now they have to deal with it themselves. And it happened to me. I mean, if it flipped in the relationship aspect, it flipped right on me. And I started self-reflecting like, damn, I, I sound like my ex. Like, damn, I'm acting like my ex. Like, that, that is interesting that shit. you can, depending on the relationship, be mm-hmm. one or the other and it comes back to who you associate yourself with your environment what conversations are you having things like that how are you talking to the person how how is that relationship it all comes back to that who you and this just came up in our three hour long ethics training today yay um (laughs) is that you you become who you surround yourself with yeah and you sometimes yeah you are guilty by association because you inherently and you or what's the word not knowingly, subconsciously, you start, your behavior starts to change and you start to assimilate to your environment. A hundred, and, and this is facts. I mean, there's plenty of scientific. Unless research. you have great boundaries. <laughs> like, Unless you have great boundaries. Unless you have great matter. boundaries. Exactly. But a lot of times you get stuck with the hurting behavior concept of wanting to fit in because then you feel more secure with yourself and then people start to change to their environment more. And, that's why it's so important to pay attention to where you are, especially if you're not in a good mindset, insecurity-wise, too. I think uh, it's good to mention, for people who are worried about their over-the-energy suckers, like they're going to lose sleep over it, there are ways to take protection to make yourself safe. Something you already mentioned, Aisha, is along the lines of literally just putting, well, we all mentioned it, um, what's it called? Uh <laughs> The stars of the bee. Boundaries? Boundaries, thank you. <laughs> I almost said borders. Boundaries. <laughs> Putting borders around us. Boundaries, Boundaries equal energy condoms. <laughs> I like that. Wear protection. That's the title of this. This is the title. Yes. One form of protection, boundaries. Yeah. Absolutely. Even like imagining a wall of protection between you and the person. There's another one. Uh, crossing your arms and legs. There wasn't much to it, but... I actually subconsciously do that all the time. I'm very comfortable cross-legged and cross-armed and simply carrying a quartz crystal. Yep. Which, you know, it, that's carrying a quartz crystal around has never shown a bad sign. Quartz or Aisha, what's the black one that I have? And we're going to have black obsidian? Shiny. That would make sense. But normally those are white specks. Black tourmaline? Speaking Black tourmaline. Jesus. That's what it is. Oh my God. Where's Protection for me right now. <laughs> I'm about to get everyone I know one of those. So speaking of energy healers, there are, like, to just end it more on a positive note, because we've been talking about energy suckers and energy suckers, these are the people who give you energy, you feel more energized after hanging out with them, mm-hmm. you talk about things other than other people. Like, what's that one quote? It's like, mm-hmm. small minds talk about other people, average minds discuss events, and great minds great minds discuss ideas. Ideas, yeah. So, those people that you're discussing ideas with, like, listening to this podcast, <laughs> talking about the topics mm-hmm. that we talk about, 
Those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. Basically us. Surround yourself with us. Basically, exactly. never stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> Pretend you're here with us. <laughs> and you will and be. you're set. <laughs> you're set. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of healers in my life. Yeah. Me too. Surrounding yourself with healers is another form of protection. Just keeping your well, yeah. circle, you know, like same same vibe kind of thing. And then it's really easy to set boundaries because we're all doing it, so it's just like kind of uh, checking over each yeah, other. Yeah, and making sure that we're we're taking care of ourselves because it's the people that like they bring out the best qualities in you. You feel most connected to your higher self when you're around, and that lingers, and they inspire you to be better. It's like this saying: the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Your friend or your coworker or a stranger, they might be ruining your days or causing you to get upset but you have to be mindful of those people in your life who are giving you energy like just acknowledging after spending time with someone like when I first met Carrie I left leaving like oh my gosh she is like a beautiful energy to be around like just acknowledging those energies after you leave them and talking about it like I like talking to other people about oh that person was just so fun to be around. They were so cool. Like, Alex's friend Lauren, who came to meditation last night, like, she's hilarious. A lot of your friends, actually, <laughs> are, like, energy healers. Like, I leave meeting your friends, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, they're so awesome. So just acknowledging those little things, because the more you bring attention to that, the more of that you'll attract. attract. Mm-hmm. And the same narratives that you have about all the people that drain you and all that, because, like, how many more people are you thinking of when we talk about energy vampires? Because they're taking more of your energy, like, mentally as well. So if you give, choose to selectively give the positive energy to the people that are bringing you positive stuff you're well that's the thing no one's making you do anything we are choosing and we're allowing these things to happen by not creating boundaries and it's always good to bring attention to it though like Mm -hmm. i'll even tell my students when they're being energy vampires like you are visibly bringing down the energy of everybody else in the room like rethink what you're saying right now i do that and then they Mm they they shape up so sometimes that's what it is like with adults too nobody's bring like kristen said nobody's bringing attention to it nobody's being called out be that person don't call them out and be aggressive about it but like i said just setting a boundary that is enough to make them self-reflect and like when we had this interaction this is how i felt afterward not saying like you make me feel this way but i feel this way because mm-hmm. i allowed it like you know it's taking responsibility now. Do, do you think, though, that it comes back, it's kind of subjective? Because, like, if you're totally not operating at a good place and you're getting offended by someone trying to create boundaries, like, so now you automatically think, oh, my God, that person is so ridiculous. Like, that person's an energy sucker. <laughs> really, you're the, you know what I mean? Like, so there, this is where, like, it the blurry line becomes. But with self-reflection, like... You should always come back to the flaws that you had in that interaction and the flaws that the other, like it, oh, and usually, like, if you're going to lay it all out, like, I write it out or I make lists. I love lists. So (laughs) that, like, usually it all comes back to a need that I had that wasn't fulfilled, a need for approval, a need for, what's the other one? Control. So if you're really 
self-reflecting and analyzing what's going on, then you'll come back to that or else you're just in denial. Yeah. You have to be willing to be brutally honest with yourself about Mm -hmm. the worst parts of yourself. Like, you have to be... When you are, like, when there's ever a disagreement between two yes. people, I always say, if there's an argument, we're both wrong. Like, there's no, Me there's <laughs> no way that you're wrong only and I'm right only. It's always, you're both wrong. Because it's, it would be harmonic otherwise. Like, there would be harmony between you if you weren't both vibrating in some weird mm-hmm. way. You wouldn't have manifested it. So, before you decide to point the finger and say, you, you are doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you look at, yourself first like just have the habit of what am i doing wrong instead of what are they doing wrong at Mm -hmm. least to start reflecting and making sure that that's not you because Mm -hmm. of course after you have all the things that you're doing wrong then you can talk about things that they might be doing that are Mm -hmm. rubbing you the wrong way but it's all about perspective yeah it's all about perception that's where it's like there's no absolute there's really not an absolute truth yeah but so also just show yourself grace too because everybody messes up. There's good parts of interaction interaction that you want to keep up. There's bad parts of interactions that you might want to change. But the important thing is that you are putting in the work and also like I was saying earlier, you don't want to rob your past, present or future mm. self of happiness. So many concepts coming into play tonight. I love it. Yeah. This is all like, so basically all of our podcasts have built up to, they all, everything's involved. Don't you guys see like everything's all <laughs> fucking one? It all blends. You see what I mean? Every single thing we've talked about can be applied in every single episode. Somehow our vampire episode can. It's a fucking vampire <laughs> episode. Like <laughs> Energy, what? Yeah. You know? I love and. Have you guys, I don't know if you, any of you have read the Celestine Prophecy or seen the movie, but mm-hmm. the, the way that they film it and the way that they show the world, it's all, literally all about, social dynamics are all energy. And in, like, when you can mm. actually see energy, you can see where one is pulling from the other, the the colors, and you can you can see, um, it's a, I definitely recommend looking where at it. Where can we find such a thing? The this. the book is called The Celestine Prophecy. The movie, I'm sure it's like on on demand or on Netflix or whatever. Okay. I don't know exactly where, but maybe Gaia, maybe. But they I'm just do. Trying to think of yeah, platforms. That they do have. They show it, and if you're constantly being aware of like what you're feeling on in terms of your energy, in terms of your emotions, like just bringing awareness to that will allow you to gauge where those boundaries need to go because sometimes Mm -hmm. like we don't know what our own boundaries are should be right off the bat like we don't know what we need from like to what actions we need to take Mm -hmm. to respect ourselves or love ourselves more because we might not be in a place where we feel that we're worthy of that so just noticing it in your day-to-day life how you're feeling and how other people like what the specific thing that you're talking about that's making you feel that way or when awareness is your way to control. So I have a good challenge for stress and anxiety and I didn't know where else to add it except for this episode because it didn't <laughs> go with any of our spooky stuff. But it's a shower meditation and basically this is what I do. You start standing up, obviously, because you're in a shower. Delete that part. So you start. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. You got to clarify. You're standing there. No. (laughs) So you sit down, cross your legs, 
but then with your legs crossed, you scoop up and cross your arms. So you scoop up your legs with your arms and cross them. And wow, it goes with protecting your energy as well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then literally just like you can put your chin on your knees or anything, but literally just watching the water flow down the drain, feeling the water come off your back, off of your shoulders, and just picturing all of the things that are going down the drain as your worries, your fears, your anxieties, your negative thoughts, anything that's holding you back from the day, feel it literally washing off of you and draining down. Like, it's been helping me so much just visualize all the negativity from a day or if I was overwhelmed, it literally makes me feel so much lighter afterwards. I love that. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. We gotta go. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Vibe Up the Podcast and like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And leave us a comment. Write a review. <laughs> yeah. Rate us five stars. Only if you're gonna give us five stars though. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll Venmo you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow money will magically Literally. be attracted to your life. All the abundance if you leave us a five star review. Thanks. Okay, yeah, bye bye. Review. Leave your Venmo name and yeah. we'll receive five. We might request. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Yes. Love you. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Thanks for listening. Week.